Hello, and welcome to the Meddling Kids Podcast, a groovy review of everything Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Chase Coopo. Uh, surprise, I decided to go back and cover the three crossover episodes that aired during the time of the Scooby-Doo Dino-Mutt Dog Wonder Hour. Uh, it's like a little treat because I'm just so consistently inconsistent with putting episodes out, so I figured I'd do these three before moving on to the next incarnation of Scooby-Doo. Uh, this episode is, uh, as described, it was like Wikipedia or IMDb or whatever. They they described it as a someone, they, I don't know, someone who wrote it, wrote the, the content on the website that I may or may not have been looking at. The episode is supposedly more new Scooby-Doo movie style and that the gang is investigating a mystery and they run into Blue Falcon and Dino Mutt. Uh, and it turned, that, so it says that, but after watching the episode, I can clearly tell you that it's more a, a Dino Mutt Dog Wonder episode and they run into... Shoogie and the gang, uh, Scooby and the gang, but uh, you know they're they're investigating a mystery and it turns out to be something more than the gang's normal spooks. Uh, another note: this is actually really good timing with the release of Scoob and uh, how Blue Falcon and Dynamut play into the movie, among a few other Hanna Barbera characters. So we start off with the opening monologue describing a metropolis that is littered with law-abiding citizens. Unfortunately, it does have a dark underbelly of villains and criminals. Willie the Weasel, a third-rate second-story man, I do not know what second-story man means, is in the midst of creating, maybe, the greatest threat to mankind. The Weasel has a very funny-looking dog like colored and textured as such as a golden retriever would be but it's very ratty looking uh, has a face sort of on the same drift as goofy dice uh, but anyway weasel is making a potion that turns him into the dreaded mr hyde he walks in the front door of a jewelry shop and all he has to do is threaten to threaten to make the employee there look like he mr hyde does Oh, by the way, uh, Mr. Hyde is what you'd expect. Big yellow-looking skin, hair all around. Uh, basically, he goes werewolf. He goes from normal guy to werewolf, uh, in a sense. He can make anyone or animal, he uses his dog as an example for the employee, look in this manner and, and act like him, uh, act like a crazed uh, you know, criminal stealing whatever they can get, and all he has to do is spray the antidote on the afflicted individual, and their face will return to normal, and so will they. So he walks in, steals stuff, walks out, sneaks off, cures himself, and then walks casually away. Boom, bam, bang. Blue Falcon, as Radley Crumb, his uh, human alter ego, although I couldn't understand the last name, I couldn't even understand the first name, uh, but I think that's it. And I'm not going to Google it, even though I am on a computer. Uh, I have a phone on me at all times. I could open any other tab anytime I want or go back at any time between now and recording and look it up. But I refuse. So Radley Crumb is Radley Crumb. 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 Radley is hosting an exhibition at his art gallery. Uh, Crown. It's Crown. Oh, I think his last name is Crown. So, anyways, Radley is selling some pieces to a Mrs. Rockwell, which definitely sounds like uh, a cliche name you'd hear in one of these cartoons. Pretty sure we've heard it before. And Dino Mutt is expertly, and also in a very silly way, serving some refreshments. Uh, lots of junk food to Radley's dismay. I mean, sure, it has some unnecessary fat and other things, but Dino Mutt is right. All the food is vitamin, excuse me, and nutrient-rich. I don't see the problem, Radley. 
Uh, but just then, a small falcon statue's eyes begin blinking, which is uh, Radley and Dino's bat signal, apparently. Uh, he smoothly and abruptly ends the art show by saying, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, something ex unexpected has come up. The art show is over. That's how you take care of that. That's how you get unwanted guests out of your home. Uh, the two superheroes descend into the Falcon Lair, which they access by way of a secret door in the wall of the gallery. The door actually leads to the Falcon Lift. I love this cheesy cartoon superhero stuff where the hero announces everything they do or area they go into and everything is named ridiculously and like after them. Falcon Lair, Falcon Lift. This is pretty great. They get their costumes on and they tune into a screen in which they can FaceTime with the secret headquarters of Focus One. Uh, the guy on the other end of the call tells Randy about Mr. Hyde and they go to the, uh, you guessed it, the Falcon Car. And uh, they say, like, Falcon Car away when they take off, by the way. It, it's a flying car. I need. I did not clarify that in the in the notes at all. But now that I'm recalling the episode, the car does fly. That's why it's what makes it the Falcon Car, I guess. Uh, I mean, whatever. That's not too far. I mean, yeah, that's not too far off. So as the two cruise through the cool night city air, they wonder where Mr. Hyde will strike next. Radley realizes that there's a jewel exhibition at the Big City Museum. The name is a little on the nose, I'll say. Uh, but we cut to the museum where Weasel and Stitch, Stitch is the dog, the ratty-looking dog, uh, show up and they transform themselves into hides. As security guards and civilians nearby get closer to the villains, they are sprayed with the aerosol chemical that Weasel uses and transformed into hides themselves. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned it in the, in, in the intro, but it's very interesting that when they're, they're turned, they're sort of uh, under a trance or spell. Weasel has the five that he just turned. Uh, they're just stealing jewels. Like, he sprays them and they become criminals. Oh, and also, uh, you know, Weasel and, and all, the, all the other hides, it's actually really annoying. They spend 90% of their di dialogue laughing in this episode, by the way. So if you watch it, then look out. Uh, Randy and Dino do show up, but Weasel walks out right past the two. He already sprayed himself with the antidote. He just cruises on by. Worked like a dream. Uh, Randy gets in there. Oh, I said Randy. I'm pretty sure his name is Radley. Radley gets in there and apprehends the five civilians that are entranced to be awful evildoers. The museum employees, uh, there's a like a random employee works for the museum. He says that there's a fifth one that ran outside and Dynamut tries to take off after him, but he experiences a malfunction that sends him flying backwards. While he does that, we cut to my favorite cartoon mystery solving group, Shaggy, Scooby, Fred, Daphne, and Velma Mystery, Inc. Uh, they're at that back door that Dino Mutt is hurtling towards, ready to catch the fifth thief that may be running out the back door. The trap is set, but they catch Dynamite as he's malfunctioning out the back door. Scooby recognizes Dino Mutt, and Randy... Wow, did I say Dynamite every time I tried to say Dino Mutt? I'm not going to change it. Dino Mutt, uh, Scooby recognizes Dino Mutt, and then Randy meets up Radley. Radley, not Randy. Next next episode, I'm going to call him Randy, but this episode, he is Radley. Uh, it's Blue Falcon, but Radley. Uh, Radley meets up with them all back there. The gang says that they were trying to capture the ghost of Mr. Hyde, uh, but they become nervous when Randy tells them that he is no ghost, but a very real psychopath with a dangerous split personality. Fred, you should get along with him just fine. 
Dynamut very cutely offers to protect Scooby and his friends, and Fred offers their help to the super duo. Randy Radley accepts, and they all go to Big City Hall. Uh, they tell the mayor that he, he, Mr. Hyde, took nothing and that they need to find out why. What was he doing there? What is his dastardly plan if not to just steal the jewels himself? Ray Radley sends Fred, Daphne, and Velma back to the museum to search for clues. He and Dynamut will take Shaggy and Scooby to the Orville Research Institute to work on an antidote for the Hyde Potion. As they adjourn, Hyde is perched very high up on the City Hall building for some reason, and he finds it very funny that Randy thinks he can perfect the formula for the cure. Cure. Q, uh, Mr. Weasel, Mr. Hyde laughing for like 20 minutes straight so at the institute uh professor orville he has an institute named after him while he's still living he must be a genius has already prepared an antidote he just needs one more thing to perfect it hang on though there's a knock at the door a man covered in shadows gives a telegram to mr orville who haphazardly just opens it and he gets dosed with the hide potion that was inside i'm not sure how you kept gas in an envelope but you know who am i i'm no scientist the delivery man reveals himself to be Mr. Hyde in disguise. He tells Randy that he is to be appointed, no, he tells Radley that he is to be appointed mayor by the end of the week or everyone in Big City will become Hydes. Radley goes after the real Mr. Hyde who is running away after he says that. He says what he says and then he just takes off running. So Radley goes after him and he leaves Dynamo to capture this uh, this new science Hyde, the Orville Hyde. Uh, Randy, Randy, ugh. Uh, I really wanted to call him Radley all episode. Uh, Blue Falcon Radley easily, easily catches up with the real Hyde, but Dog Wonder accidentally sweeps Radley away and allows Hyde to escape. You see, Dino Mutt turns himself into a motorcycle of sorts, and he's chasing down Science Hyde, and he can't find the brakes, and he does catch Science Hyde, but he can't stop, so he gets Radley, he gets to Radley, and then and Radley tells him to stop right now, and he does, but he turns back into his normal form, which traps Randy and, and Science Hyde inside of Dino Mutt, but then Dino Mutt fixes it. So there was a lot of hijinks, and Radley almost had, like, the mystery solved right then and there, but, you know. Uh, well, it's less of a mystery, more of a, uh, a manhunt. But anyways, so after all that hijinks, Scooby and Dino Mutt go one way, while Radley and Shaggy go the other way. The dogs are in what I guess is like uh, the zoological history section of the Institute. Uh, they spot him and they both go after him. The, they're going after Hyde, the real Hyde, that is. Uh, Dog Wonder screws up again as the two mistake a caveman display for Hyde. And their mistake leads to lots and lots of damage. Don't worry though, Radley is better than Mystery Inc. normally is because he makes them stay and fix every display until the room is how it was when they entered. Thank you, Radley. You really are a true hero. So, all of our heroes meet back up at the mayor's office. The older kids found a rubber glove right directly exactly where Hyde was standing at the museum. Dynamon analyzes the glove and, well, first he says it's a rubber glove. Thanks. Then he clarifies, with some encouragement from Radley, that it is a type of glove worn by a second-rate, third-story villain named Willie the Weasel, who dropped out of sight two years ago. Off the grid. Nice. Not easy to do. Uh, there they have it. It's Willie the Weasel. So the mystery part of this is uh, solved. Weasel also has a plan now, 
as he figures out that the mayor will not give in to his demands. He speeds around the city, turning everyone into hides. The two superheroes are hardly able to keep up with all the hides, and, and now Rand Radley is, is getting des <clears throat> desperate. Sorry, my voice cracked. And then it just went silent. Uh, he tells the mayor that Hyde should be appointed mayor so that they can catch their breath and figure out a way to stop him. Dynamut is just appalled. Justice himself is giving up. No way. Not on Dog Wonder's watch. Uh-oh. Oh. Uh, it's apparently all part of Radley's plan to catch him. Mm. I knew that. Dog Wonder knew that. Wow. Okay, so Hyde gets his demands. A, he, he gets to be mayor, and he pulls the ultimate move and turns the two superheroes into hides themselves. The city is pretty much his. He has mountains of wealth now, and he takes Dino and Randy to his quarters to get more hide formula. Dino and Radley, I should say. Don't know who Randy is right now. Uh, he'll be the Blue Falcon in the next episode. So uh, Hyde takes Dino and Radley to his quarters to get more hide formula so they can begin to take over every city in the country. Somebody call the National Guard. Uh, but once they do arrive at his quarters, uh, his very small apartment, which he could have just said we're going back to my place, but anyways, he wants to sound like a supervillain. He shows the two the formula, and Radley Hyde poses a wise question, even though we, the audience, already know this answer. He asks, how will Mr. Hyde enter cities unnoticed? Everyone will see that mug. They're going to know it's Mr. Hyde. And then he shows, he, uh, Mr. Hyde, shows the two heroes the antidote with a lot of pride. It's actually almost cute. He's like, look, I got it. I thought of everything. And it's too bad because they got him. Radley and Dynamut were just pretending to be Hydes all along. They were in masks. How, you ask? How did they resist the, the chemicals being spurted into their systems? They had chemical filters on both of their apparatuses. Boom. So they have Weasel dead to rights. But he does escape through a trap door, and he nearly traps the two heroes. Uh, Dog Wonder escapes the trap with the battering ram, and Radley follows him out. They, uh, they just go right out the side of the building. And they're superheroes, so they can land just fine. Uh, Randy knows where Hyde will be. So they go around the front of the building, and they send the Mystery Inc. to the back door to trap him if he goes out that way. Inside, Dynamut traps Snitch, that's the dog, remember, the goofy-looking, ratty-looking dog, uh, and Mr. Ink is now just watching that through a window, and uh, they're very happy and impressed, actually, that with Dog Wonder's trap. They're having a good time, but I don't see how they're really helping this trap situation at all. Because meanwhile, Hyde has now gone directly out, I guess, the front door, and then he just starts driving away. I'm just like that. Easy peasy. Uh, but I guess it doesn't matter, though. He's not as, you know... As, as clean of a getaway as I thought, as Randy uses the Falcon Hook. It's a grappling hook, basically, but it's Blue Falcons, so he has to call it something with the name Falcon. He uses it to swing over the fence of the mayor's yard, and then when he has a clear line of sight to stop Hyde with a steel retainer bar that he throws like a boomerang, and it lands in front of him, and then it, it stops him. Uh, stops Hyde's car. So the gang and the superheroes meet back up at the mayor's office with the peace of mind that they saved the city. All right, you guys, that does do it for this one. Uh, I actually like this episode. I would not go back and watch the, you know, Dynamite Dog Wonder Hour. Uh, just the show. I mean, it's just not quite my drift at this point. As a kid, yeah, I probably would, but uh, right now, no thanks. 
But still, it's fun to do this because the mystery gang is involved. And you know what? I like doing this podcast, so it's nice to have even more content. But when uh, I said that is it for this, thank you all for listening. I appreciate every listener that has ever listened and ever will, whether it's for one second or the whole show. Uh, thank you to Dave Seste for the use of his song, Night Surfing, for the theme song. Stay groovy, and remember, I wouldn't have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. <laughs>